All right, we made it. Hi, everyone. I'm Rye, and this is Saturday's Are For The Boys, a weekly conversation with the world's leading NFT artists. This episode is a pre-recorded conversation we had with Malavita, J838, and Domino back in the beginning of May, where we cover topics of mental health and NFTs. These weekly conversations take place in our Discord server with the boys community, not in a studio setting. So before diving in, being that this was our very first recorded session, we did experience some technical issues. We jump into this conversation quite abruptly. Malavita is offering some background as to why she started Heal the Deal and the weekly mental health chats that she hosts with other members of the Heal the Deal community. If you would like additional mental health support, we recommend speaking with our friends at betterhelp.com or by texting HOME to 741-741 for free 24-7 counseling. My work is all about abstractions, emotions, um, just like color therapy and just like always referring to some of uh, those Jungian therapy exercises that I previously did with my my therapist at the time uh, when I started and just like uh, everything is like (laughs) just not maybe too well suited for client work but I feel like I always have like a lot of requests when it comes to just like maybe music etc but when I just found out that I could um, create NFTs and just like be part of that community I feel like it has it has helped me to just like go back to my initial goals, uh, which were just like bringing uh, mindfulness, positivity, and just bringing emotions to people, but like just via abstraction and not with like words of figurative stuff or whatnot. It's just about like what you feel and how you experience the artwork by yourself. And yeah, when I, when I, I I've been approached like for my first first drop by Nitsi Getaway, um, it was like uh, so random because I actually found out about the email that was like on my spam folders for like month. <laughs> Get out! I I'm not kidding. Like my like the email was like sent actually to my BN's uh, address email address, and it was like on my spam folder. And it has been, it, it, it sat there for like, uh, it was sent in August and I, I, I seen it like maybe in October or something. That's I was insane. like, <laughs> I was like, I am wow. a huge dumb fuck. <laughs> oh no. Because you know how spam folders they are. Like there is so much shit in there. And I was like, I, I totally missed it. And then. I, I was talking with Iphoria, my, my best ma- my best mate, uh, and Blake and and whatnot, and like everyone's like was like, oh, I'm having a drop on this platform. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm gonna apply it. And then one day I just like try to tap the <laughs> the name on my email folder, and then I I see that there's an email in my spam folder from Tommy, and I'm just like no fucking way <laughs> i'm so fucking stupid <laughs> anyway oh no 
I reached out to Tommy and uh, yeah, we, we planned the drop, the first drop for January 28th mm. and I was like, I was having such a hard time uh, figuring what I was going to do because everything was like super different back in the days already. Like we're saying this, like it, it has been like 15, 15 years already, but really it's just like six months. And yeah, like uh, I was having ideas that I felt like were underwhelming. Uh, so I, I, I proposed some to Tommy, he was like already pleased with the ideas, but I wasn't. So I just kept back coming back to, with new ideas and just like not feeling anything. And then I was like asking myself, like, how should I, but like, what, what do I want to do? Like with my work, what's like the, the, the main goal, like, just like keep a, a step backward and like, remember, what did you do that in the first place? And the very fact is that I wanted to uh, help myself and help others as well. And so I was like, well, maybe that's what we should do then with that drop. Like maybe there, there's more uh, to just like dropping NFTs than just like uh, the art itself, which is already amazing. Do not <laughs> confuse me. But um, I feel like, yeah, there, there, maybe there should be something else. And I was like already filling it with the, the community aspect as I was joining Twitter more and just like engaging with others, etc. And I felt like, you know, these people, they're just like going into something they do not know about, like I do. And at the time I was like freaking out and I still do. And I was like so anxious about it that I actually wanted the project to talk about about it basically it's just like imagine if we take all of this those people that are overwhelmed by the scene uh and just put them together in a safe in a safe space mm -hmm. and imagine if they can just actually connect like in a sub community and open up and just be more vulnerable vulnerable because that is not allowed like anywhere on socials etc that's like super not I, I mean it's changing right now but it's still not quite there yet and i was like maybe we can do that as a joke first like so for, for the first drop uh, i came i came up with the name it was like heal the deal because i love play on words um and i was like yo imagine if that's like a club or a cult like you know like as everyone always said like hey we're in the same club we're in the same team like yay anxiety team etc and I was like, yeah, let's play on that. So I came up with the, the membership cards that were like just a little random thing. Honestly, I, I didn't, at the time, I wasn't even thinking about like how the next steps, I knew there would be like next step for Ilda deal, but I didn't know what. And, and yeah, people were like, like, were super stoked about the idea. We put up the discord because like it was meant to be a cool thing to collect right but there's also the community side around around that idea around that concept and so i really felt like it was important to just like have uh, a landing page like a landing web page and like a discord and just like set ourselves like into that space and be um something that people can look look for if they need any help and and then the discord cranked up and now we have like 
quite a few members actually. I, I just don't remember how many, but we have we have gathered this safe place for people to just like talk, vent, and whatnot. We are also uh, having weekly um, clubhouse chats or Discord chats, depending because like it's kind of tricky to be inclusive when it comes to devices. And there, the feedback has been so, so, so amazing. Like, honestly, I, at first I was like so just happy if that was just me and like one one other person. That that would have already been amazing for me. <laughs> but actually, like, I have so, so much great feedback from people saying that they're always looking forward to the next talk because like, you know, it's super chill. You just can just like hop in and say what you've been through like for the week or whatnot it's just like we're not like mental health professionals but we're going through the same things and i feel like the the, the thing that i learned the most for the past few years as a creative and as a creating as a creative trying to raise mental health sensitivity and emotional intelligence is that i was trying to focus on um others only others like bringing them joy bringing them everything because i have so much empathy but actually you cannot help others heal if you're not like being vulnerable yourself and sharing about like what you're going through which was something that i was like keeping on the low and i feel like having that back and forth um of like positivity and like uplifting moments and just like moments of vulnerability as well is really really important and I feel like that's what we're achieving now. And as we achieve that as a community and as a, a support group, uh, I'm also working on obviously the next stages because I want this journey towards healing to be visual and as well as it's going to be a mental process. And so I just want to merge uh, both uh, processes together. And I feel like I talked a lot. so. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's it. That's incredible. What a, an amazing download of everything that you've done and where you're heading. Um, you. It reminds me that we, after this chat, we're going to, in the links channel, we're going to collect all of these resources so that people okay. have direct access to the server, to the, the weekly chats, anything that Domino and Jay are suggesting as well. We want to make sure that people can walk away with all this stuff. Afterwards. Yeah, totally. So, um, that's incredible. I think the thing that struck me, especially with that initial nifty gateway launch too, was the mechanic itself. Like I was so used to seeing people putting out incredible art, but then there seemed like there was a, a much deeper, uh, sort of value that you were providing and creating. And it, it did look like there was a clear trajectory. There was, there was an, uh, you know, a, a narrative that you were building, but also conceptually it seemed like you had already built out this long thing that you were mm -hmm. you were putting forth and and it was different it was different than everything that was on uh nifty gateway at that point and it really i think it really stood out to a lot of people um so that's that probably took uh, a lot of guts to say not only am i going to lead with um, mm -hmm. my visual style but i'm going to try something completely different as well yeah that's so cool i'm super excited to see when, when is that actually no i'm, I'm Talking about your work in particular. Oh, sorry. So your, yeah, yeah. Your your heal the deal membership with that 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 struck uh, me. You launched it. Yeah, you're talking about me talking to myself. Okay, okay. 
Sorry, I am no so, worries, so no worries. because as you uh, as you may know, I had my 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 second drop like last week. Exactly. And, and ever since I've been like uh, just like I don't know. <laughs> this is like this is something like every, like everyone that is like not like <laughs> like not ready to say that dropping things, uh, dropping NFTs, dropping collection is like not a big deal is lying to me because that is something like <laughs> that is such a roller coaster when it comes to just like figuring things out and it drains you yeah. uh before during the event and after because like there's so much to take into account so many external factors that play uh, into what you're trying to do trying yes. to achieve so now I'm just like, uh, uh, it's really difficult. But I, what I'm so grateful about is that I'm actually uh, trying to build these stages with members as well now, which is really, really important for me because um, we're I'm doing this for myself, of course, but I'm doing this for others, for members that want to be involved in that, in that adventure. And it's important for me to know like what they're expecting or what they would like to see, etc. I, I feel like you guys might know that with the the boys and girls club, you know. <laughs> uh, I feel like you have a strong community, and I feel like having uh, everyone's voice be heard is really important when it comes to such projects. So, yeah, I feel like it's more about building things together rather than me just doing my own thing because honestly i couldn't do that on my own i am like i am too 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 weak i am not brave enough <laughs> well i i think you're brave but i i completely understand what you're saying too in terms of building with with everyone around you and it's it's something that we do in product at like uh our tech companies as well for ui ux like we're only a sort of a summation of our parts so if we're not sort of putting out our product and testing our own biases or allowing the sort of customers that we're building for to mm -hmm. tell us how how to build better products then you know we're sort of just working within an echo chamber like we need that that global support we need that community to help us drive forward uh, effectively totally. and it, it might not be one-to-one -one in terms of the sort of creative process but there are some similarities there um you know i, I heard Domino, I heard, I heard snaps on your side too, sort of um, echoing what Malavia was saying. But mm -hmm. how how are you guys, and this is a question for the entire group, there is a lot involved. There's, there's a big emotional investment as creatives when we put time and effort into these pieces. There's, there's a piece of us that's left in every bit of artwork. So how are you guys sort of dealing with that roller coaster if, you know, things go really well, the highs are really high, the lows are really low. Like, how are you sort of finding balance day to day, week to week? I think for me personally, especially with, let me close my door real quick, sorry. A lot of sirens going on. Um, for me, with dropping pieces, it's been constantly just focusing on why I'm doing it. Uh, my pieces are super personal, so it's already a like therapy session. Just kind of creating them and minting them feels like this finalizing of of kind of that um, thought. And in the beginning, I really had to separate like 
not getting discouraged off sales, honestly, and mm. and really like separate and really define why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then that once that was defined, it's really either you're doing it for sales or you're not, you know, or it's for like a personal right on. personal thing. And yeah. either way is not wrong or right. Um, but mine just wasn't wasn't that. So I had to really just see that clearly in that that has helped a lot just to know like this is for deeper reasons than that so mm. it, it doesn't really matter you know i love that is, have you all thought through what it what that sort of why is or what that north star is for each each one of you um yes and no i mean my my art is very thought out and i i have i um plans and ideas for that but as far as where I'm going in the space, since it's so new, I've really kind of resolved to taking opportunities as they come and, you know, being really flexible with with what it looks like. The, the vision's still the same, but the method is different, I guess, or the method's flexible. Mm. I feel like I resonate with that. Um, I'm not pretty, I, as I said, I'm really figuring things out as we go, but most importantly, I feel like rather than the work itself, it's how I want to evolve as an individual uh, through that space and how I can, you know, enlighten others, others' lives in general and how we can just like, how I, how I myself can help like make those connections grow maybe between people but also between realms you know like between our metaverse and like the physical realm as well and like how how can i just like be a bridge for that and how can i just like make people maybe feel better in the process of creation in general which is really difficult always has been always will because that's like uh, part of the process is like having crisis, necessary crises that you need to go through. And yeah. I feel like <laughs> it's already something on its own, but like you also go through different crises when you are going into a new space. And so we are having two types of crises there that meets mm. up together. And that is really difficult. So it's not, yeah. I don't know. Maybe you guys, maybe you guys have like, yeah, those like really like life goals or whatnot. I feel like I never had before. And I feel like I'm just like starting to have one right now is that I want a house. <laughs> Yo, same. <laughs> that. Especially after this last year too. Like, I, I don't know why, but I feel it, especially after the pandemic. Yeah, like security, having that yep. safe, safe space that it is yours, that mm -hmm. you can just like be secure and just always feel like it's where you want to be. And I feel like, um, yeah, that maybe has to deal with the the global context of the world right now. I don't know. For sure. <laughs> Jay, how do you how do you deal with those ups and downs of being an artist? Um. Okay, so for me, whenever I like create a vessel, and I don't, if you guys don't know what my vessels are, they're basically um, like a vessel. They contain an idea, 
like when an idea is made from the universe, it's created in terms of a vessel and they all hold their own consciousness and their own story. I know about your background, but you're always so, so grounded when we chat with you too. And I think, you know, it's helpful for, for people to understand um, your own expertise too. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. Um, so my day job, or I say night job because I work graveyard, is that I'm a mental health nurse. So I work at a uh, mental health facility to make sure that people who are in that space, you know, are taken care of and help. And I also help people who are going through like opioid and alcohol withdrawals as well. But that's my night job. And then my other job, my day job, is that I'm a meditation slash sound healing facilitator at a uh, Kundalini yoga studio. So I, I host like sessions where I guide people to like distress and breathe and meditate and they do yoga sometimes and you know just relax Yo, wow i just <laughs> and, wanted and to I, uh, I i think sorry to interrupt you jay but it would be really cool and i think really necessary if you did some kind of like weekly or bi-weekly like group meditation for the nft space i Dude. think that would be really special 100 percent Please, I want to invite you. I heal the deal. Can you do that? Oh yeah, I have, definitely. Like, so many requests right now. I just want to be friends with you right now. Yes, <laughs> so many things I want to ask you, but I, I I'll just DM you. But okay. that is amazing. Yeah, I love the serendipity. I, I love it. I love the joy. Um, it's it's a great segue yeah. to what you're gonna do at the end of this chat, Jay. You want to tell oh, us what yeah. you're gonna do at the end of this? Um. <laughs> I don't know if you, I also just wanted to say I'm also a Reiki master. I don't know if you know what Reiki is, but um, I'm basically mm -hmm. going to do a five minute meditation in the, at the end to close it all out so that you guys can like, you know, breathe and exhale. And I have like some instruments here with this Yeti mic. Yes. So. <laughs> Thank you. That was Let's like go. so needed. Yeah. So stick around. Everyone stick around for this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Stick around for that first NFT guided meditation on the Bronas <laughs> Boys hey. Girls Club. Dude, I'm, so, I'm so excited. That's amazing. Jay does it all. True. It's insane. He does. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm just me and reflecting. I'm a reflection of you guys. So, yeah. Uh, likewise, man. MR, do you have a curse, Jay, or a bad bitch, Jay? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, Everyone I do for sure. Every time, every time, orphan, when you go, I, like a part of me goes, and my cat's like, "What? Who is that?" <laughs> I'm sorry for your cat, man. I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> how about you, orphan? How's uh, how's everything with you? I don't know. I just randomly said that. Yeah, um, it, it's going pretty well. Um, doing my best. Um. Are you, do you mean like specifically with, with with the NFT space or what I do to handle anxiety or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mental health. Yeah. So I mean, I talked. I mentioned at the what well, it was like two boys chats ago or or something like that. That I've been kind of going through a, a long term stint of anxiety um, due to some unintended medication side effects. So I've I've kind of been. I don't know if you guys know about depersonalization, um, but yeah, I basically, basically don't feel Definitely. like I'm in my own body, <laughs> and 
it's it's really hard to explain, but it's just kind of one of those things that's very strange and um, I'm working through. So because of that, I have um, anxiety, like quite a bit of anxiety. And um, I don't know. So I, I the, this space has actually been really good for me. I, I know that it is tough for a lot of people because the expectations and seeing other people sell. But for me, being able to find a way to be authentic and connect with people while I'm kind of stuck in my house um, has been really helpful for me. And, you know, like, like Ryan said, being in Heal the Deal when I first got into the space was great. Just, I didn't even talk that much, but just seeing all the positivity and the community that's really forming around kind of us, you know, we're not the OG NFT <laughs> NFT gang, but it feels like we've kind of got a freshman a freshman class coming <laughs> up and building together. Um, and so just all of that's been very helpful for me. And so I try and really focus on the relationship and the authenticity aspects and just having a good time. And that helps me combat all the nerves. I want to wear that freshman class like a badge of honor. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we just wear it. Yo, let's go. Yeah. We got enough designers in the room. Let's get. Those oh my jackets. god, let's let's make let's them. Go. Yeah, let's make it happen. Yeah. Be fun. I love that. A slight tangent, like the buying other people's art is so good for my mental health. <laughs> I, for I love sure. it too. I love it so much, and it's it's like you make an instant friend, and you get a piece of art you like, and mm-hmm. it's just. It's, everything about it is so good um, and yeah. I know a lot of people like real holistic financial advisors always say you know save your percent spend your spend your percent and then give a percent because that's really how, how you get you know the maximum value for your money and your happiness is by, by giving it away and making those relationships so I think that's something totally. about the golf for as well totally agree literally every drop I just spend it <laughs> on other people's <laughs> art <laughs> and, and that that being That's said like you don't point. need to, if you need the money i see some people calling people out on twitter saying they haven't bought enough or whatever and that's you know that's obviously too far but if you have the means and you're looking for something to do with it it's it's great mm-hmm. i feel i feel like it's important yeah. and i just i just wanted to add on on that uh, quickly is that um be careful because this is also addictive in a way at least like i feel like it is for me um i heard like others uh mention that as well um and i feel like uh as a person who has uh, a background with a, a strong background with addiction in general um and obsessive disorder as well i feel like i just tend to when something is bringing me so much joy and content i feel like i I just dive into it too much too quickly uh which is which is what i did (laughs) obviously uh because yeah it's really hard when you had when you used to have like a lot of addictions and now you're you're just like super clean etc you you tend to just like grab something when it's like enjoyable and that is what uh and like purchasing nfts is for me and collecting beautiful artworks is so I collected like a lot of artworks, at least for me. Um, I I didn't like add up 
uh, how much I spend, but I do not want to because I'm going to feel so guilty when because <laughs> I I know that I no should judgment. be saving. But yeah, I feel like Never. it is the so rewarding but like you gotta be cautious as well because it's not even in terms of like you know uh, money or just like yeah, your personal savings or whatnot it's just like for your mental health especially just like be careful and like just acknowledge your limits when doing that because I feel like you can go really fast sometimes you just do not even notice it you know so what is the, because I feel this too, what is the characteristic that you're, you're sort of waving the flag and saying, be careful of this thing? Is it just diving in head first or, or too far sometimes and, and not, um, I guess, stopping yourself from, from purchasing too much? Or, or what is it specifically for you? Yeah, I feel like, you know, I have a bit of a, a purchasing addiction in general. Um, which is something I've been working a lot on for uh, the past few years. Um, just like trying to consume less in general. Um, and I feel like a lot of us have, uh, can like actually experience that uh, maybe through like uh, some phases into our, our lives, but sometimes it's like more uh, of a long time process where, where one is like, having this need of rewarding themselves by owning something, etc. And I feel like it is something that translates into the, the NFT space, of course, because it gives you dopamine and just like secret, a lot of mm -hmm. positive things into your head. So like the, the red flags for me is just like maybe uh, whenever I'm trying to you know, like when I say, oh, this is the last one for this week. And then like, like a day after I'm still purchasing another, I feel like I need to stick to my, you know, like my own decisions. If I say that, oh, I'm not purchasing anymore for the week, I should stand by it because uh, it's also a challenge and it also helps you to, yeah, you know, have a bit of discipline. And for also sure. sometimes I just feel like, uh, I don't want to purchase just for like purchasing. I don't want to collect just for collecting. I want it to be special. So I just try to remind myself about that whenever I, I try to collect a piece. Um, and you know, special having a special piece can be different for anyone. Anyways, like it could be because you reconnect with the person or really connect, really connect with the artwork or whatnot. But yeah, just like just maybe try to see what your habits are in general and just be mindful about that and careful if you feel like it's not like it's going too far or I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, um, the thing that I struggle with the most, I always have is FOMO. Like if it's a group of friends hanging out and I'm not there, wow. if, if it's a new project dropping in NFTs and I don't have the ETH for it, I will, <laughs> I will fall into that trap. Like I will go out mm -hmm. of my way to put more ETH on my credit card and it is mm -hmm. a terrible pit to fall into. Like I Same. had to, yeah. And so I, I completely um, understand where you're coming from. And I think the thing that I've wrestled with is you can't be in every project. Like there are going to be pieces of art that you just cannot compete and collect. Mm -hmm. There are going to be projects that you may not be a part of in terms of uh, collecting them but you can still be a part of the community you can still champion 
the people that have created those communities or those projects. And so mm -hmm. I've had to, you know, put put that sort of in the back of my mind and remind myself, like, you do not have to um, collect literally everything and be a bit more selective and also like be very cautious with, you know, extending your means too. like it is OK. And um, I don't know if you guys struggle with that at all, but that that's kind of my my crutch as this whole space has been uh, exploding. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I've got I've got bit uh, more than once by <laughs> by seeing something drop, and the the first the Genesis being available and being like, okay, I'm just gonna snap it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. Then later, I'm like, I should I should have not done that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But. But yeah, yeah I think was... it's a balance. Ahead, I think that's a really good point that Malavita brought up. Absolutely. Sorry to cut you off there. Oh, you're good. Um, okay, yeah, that was that was like the chub the Chubby's project for me. It was like all the red flags are going off. Like everyone's hyping the shit out of this. I Man. should not. <laughs> I should not. I did. I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> it's um, got, it's just got. sitting in my wallet. I'm like, what am I doing right now? Same. <laughs> Same. I I sold mine because I yeah I didn't want it to support any uh, like any further because of like uh, everything that has been going on with the chubby, yep. yeah, and I'm yeah. glad I didn't bought like you know um, as much as I wanted uh, initially because I feel like I would have felt terrible, and you know it's like a good reminder to just like not. Uh, do things with impulse in general and just like wait mm. a bit sometimes it's absolutely better. wait a bit because like we're just so yeah. impatient all the time it's just like next thing next thing always and just like we we never sit down and just like wait because it's fucking difficult Yo, to just like is, wait for things yeah. yeah that's a great point like our this space is like potentially the fastest ever and um it's so important for us to slow down because mm -hmm. there's just no way that we can maintain that level of consistent all the time 1000 miles per hour you know yes this resonates with me so hard yeah i mean same like i try and do so much and it's like yo just chill mm -hmm. reel it back a little bit and you know uh yeah, that's it. That's it. I don't know. What's take it. a deep breath, you know? It's yeah, a really take a deep breath. Long, deep breath. <laughs> mm -hmm. It feels yeah, like... like patience is great. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Patience is like actually uh, something you can work like as as Jay said, that you, you, you can find that in branding and like in the grounding, grounding process. But also you have to make time for that, which is difficult as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was just gonna say I, I feel like um, presence being present almost feels like a superpower uh, in this industry, but also in in tech in general. Like when we constantly are getting those dopamine hits from notifications, from likes, from follows, like our uh, feedback loop for those dopamine hits and our lack of patience is becoming thinner and thinner and thinner. So like practicing presence and meditation. Etc. really is, I think, uh, an undervalued skill set that so many of us could uh, could benefit from. Agree. 
So I'm going to reset the room real quick um, to everyone in the audience. Thank you for joining us. This is our fourth uh, Boys Saturdays are for the Boys uh, talks that we do on a weekly basis, generally around 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and this week we're talking about mental health, of course. So after this chat, we're going to post uh, a bunch of links uh, within this server so that everyone can go reach out and you know find uh, Melavita's Heal the Deal server, can check in on the weekly health chats. Jay has some amazing stuff coming up too, and he's already shared some resources with me that I'm going to drop in the Discord. And at the very end, we're going to have a five-minute uh, meditation with Jay. So thanks for joining. I see some hands in the audience as well. So we're going to get some folks up here uh, for questions in just a minute. The other topic I wanted to talk uh, or touch upon with you guys is imposter syndrome, which as a creative, I have dealt with repeatedly. And there is a sort of cyclical feeling with that coming up. So I'm curious, like, how have you all, and sorry for the dirt bike, how have you all um, dealt with those feelings of imposter syndrome through your creative journeys? And this is open to, to anyone that wants to take the question. Uh, I'll start, I guess. Um, I had, I have drawn my entire life. I've done so many creative things throughout my life, but drawing was always something that was very personal to me and that I never really shared. Um, and so doing, having a focus on music for so long, um, when I started minting my drawings and started getting sales, I was like, I felt that moment of like, yo, do I like deserve this when like people do this, like as a, as a sole job and aren't getting the same thing. And I just kind of had to reel it back and see my own self-worth and know the amount of time and effort that I have put into it, you know, and just kind of see the reality and truth in that, that comparison doesn't even matter and doesn't really exist. It's all just a, a product of our mind when we're not very present in the in the reality of what's going on you know how did you end up finding your your self-worth down like that's such a such a lofty thing right <laughs> what a question man I um, know. it's tough it, like i don't know if i, I mean it. it's a combo of so many things it's a combo of like you have to we have to know our self-worth as a human um and as a person which is incredibly high and we're all we're all on that same level um and finding that is an entire journey of personal effort you know and awareness and uh, i think a lot of journaling and a lot of self-reflection and um then i think from there you can apply that to the things you're creating because if you know your own self-worth as a human uh, then everything you make is a product of that and, and you're just a vessel at that point for something higher than self. And I think that, yeah, I think that when you see yourself as this creative vessel, which we all are when we create, where it's coming from somewhere else, you know, um, it takes the pressure off it. It's not ours, you know, as much as it is ours and us, it's also uh, for so much bigger than that. And I think that that can help as much of a paradox as it is, like take the pressure away. Yeah, thanks. Kind of deep, but yeah. <laughs> no, love I it. love it. Love it. Yeah. I, it was a tough question too. So I think it's probably different for 
everyone definitely, as well. Like there's, definitely there's no different ones. Variant. That was yeah. just my experience. With yeah, it. no, I love it, man. Thank you. Um, yeah. Malavita, how, how, are you, how do you deal with those sort of challenges of, of imposter syndrome? Um, yeah, for, first of all, I, I just wanted to say that I really appreciate everyone's insight, actually, because um, I always feel uh, really more uh, more aware of everything that's happening when uh, others share as well. So thank you guys for just like talking about it. Uh, I feel like my imposter syndrome has been there for like as long as I recall, you know, and it's, it is really difficult to deal with. Um, I also noticed that my imposter syndrome is like super fed by comparison in general um because i feel like if it was like if it was just me you know if, if you put me into a room and i never saw like anything else or anyone anyone's work or whatnot and i just kept creating um i felt like <laughs> well first of all like no one could see that but also i feel like i would not maybe think about like having that dissociation between myself and my work um and the real fact is that i feel like yeah indeed it is really fed up by comparison in general and how i view myself as underwhelming in general and not like worthy of everything that i receive from what i do which is really difficult because if I wasn't there to create that, the work wouldn't exist and I wouldn't receive all of that support, love, and just like overall feeling of being accepted and recognized. But also <laughs> I feel like it is just, it is just a lot because, um, because if you feel like you have imposter syndrome, it's mostly because in my opinion, you have a lot of self-confidence issues as well. Uh, which is pretty much what everyone is dealing with on, on a daily basis. But putting yourself out there and like bounding yourself with your work and showing to the world that this is you, this is what you do and look at me is difficult. And that is like, that is what imposter syndrome is like fed by as well it's because you're just like <laughs> you're just like exposing yourself because it's the way to go like to being i mean maybe successful uh in this era but also like you know most of us we just do not feel like that in the first place where maybe we're not like made to get out there and talk about ourselves and just like get all of the attention on us and i mean it's really uh, I, I'm not a professional, so it's really difficult for me to explain that. I've read quite a few books on imposter syndrome, um, and I feel like it has to be like different for everyone. Um, like I said, for me, it's just like really bounded to comparison uh, and to the nature of my work. Uh, for for example. Sorry, I just really struggle to find my words. It is exhausting to just like talk about feelings uh, every single day sometimes. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a great thing as well. 
So I feel like because um, my work is like, you know, abstract in general and uh, people tend to uh, think or believe or just make you feel like abstract is like not worthy of being art sometimes. Uh, it's also <laughs> difficult to just like stand by your choices and your success and be there and say that, yeah, I, I made all of that uh, because of abstract art and just like simple colors. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do I make sense? Yeah, it's it's it funny enough. It, yeah, it, it's like looking in a mirror when you explain these things. Um, <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it is crazy. I think the one thing that I always sort of rest assured, at, at least like after you deal with it the first few times, because it is a bit jarring the first time that I think it happens to you, um, you start to hear other people dealing with similar things. So even though we might all deal with imposter syndrome differently, or we have our own sort of internal translations of it, um, knowing that you're not alone I think for me was a moment of like great positivity. Like you do feel very isolated when you're going through that process. You do feel like you're the only one that is potentially dealing with those feelings. So I think reminding yourself that a lot of us through our own creative processes are sort of can struggle that from time to time, at least helps me sleep better at night. Um, you know, Jay, Orphan, Ryan, do you guys, did you guys want to add any other feelings to the, the imposter syndrome question? I'm curious to, to get your thoughts as well. I'll go last. Um, I don't have super pointed thoughts, but I can kind of kind of go through what goes through my mind because it does happen. I mean, it happened earlier today. I got asked to do a project and I was like, I don't, I'm not qualified for that. <laughs> but um, Every time that I run into that feeling, I think that the first thing that I need to do and that I've gotten much better at as I've matured is identify the feeling. Because if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, but labeling it as something else, you can't deal with it as well. So that's the first step is, is know yourself enough to know when this is imposter syndrome and it's not actually it my art being bad or right. you know, not having something thought out enough. And then once you have that identified for me, at least the key is blast it with confidence and know that at the end of the day, if you try your best, you, you will come up with something that's, that's good enough. Um, and that you can't, you, you can't like, not like Malvito was saying, like if you're comparing yourself to other people, that's where the imposter syndrome comes from because you're, there's always going to be someone who you don't know the whole story and they have like really good art or they're they're doing really successfully. So if you can just be confident in yourself and confident in what you you do you and your process and your art, then I think you can. You can just move forward. It never goes away, at least in my experience, but you can move through it. And then at each time that you do, looking back on it and being like, okay, well, I was good enough to do that. Um, that, that, all, that repeated over and over again seems to work for me at least. Yeah, I love the identification aspect of that too. I hadn't thought about it from that, that lens. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, I love it. Anyways, um, so for me, imposter syndrome does come through, and it came through a lot. And I'm sure that as you, as a child growing up from your parents, um, I don't know, if in my perception, I wanted to always, you know, make sure that my parents were, like, approving me, like, were proud of me. So I felt like I did develop a trauma growing up with that, you know, always having approval of other people and seeing mm -hmm. that what I was bringing was actually working out, you know, and then it just spiraled into a certain kind of like behavior, personality trait. I went through like a whole big phase where <laughs> I literally could not be with myself. I was literally at home for like only like 10 minutes. I always wanted to go out, party, rave with friends, this and that. And then I just realized that my health, my mental health, my physical health just felt like it was going down. So it was just like a revelation within me. I was like, I need to change something about myself. I am running away from myself. Why? We're, we are in this world to find ourselves also and to give love to ourselves. So at this point, I just started changing habits, literally started eating more plants, started not even like going out, started to dive deep within myself. Like instead of running away, like sometimes it's so hard to face things, but sometimes like those things that we're running away from, we need that to come to the surface so they can leave and we can come to terms with it. Basically, <laughs> I don't want to go in a whole spiel, but the thing is, imposter syndrome, just like what Orphan said, I wanted to say that, and Malvia said that, comparing yourself to other people, other people are in their own journeys, and you are also in your own journey. You are unique. You are born totally different from everyone else. You are special in your own way. So, um, it is hard. It is a process, and it's also a journey to go, get, to go over uh, imposter syndrome, but... I hope that helped. Yeah, thanks for sharing, Jay. I, I hear a familiar thread when you talk through this stuff too, which is, I think you said it earlier with emotions and you just sort of said it again, it's not running away from those feelings, dealing with those feelings, making sure that you're going through the natural processes of you know letting these emotions play their course. So I don't know if that's intentional or not, but it does, it does sound like that is a very conscious decision when you're talking about mental health and how you deal with this stuff yeah basically um because it is tough you know you a lot of people you know weep under the rug but you know there's still dirt under the rug and it's hard yeah. and it's really hard we're human and we are just that's how we grow up and how we fed through spin absolutely um all right cool so just really quickly just to remind everyone this is a safe space so we're going to be respectful of anyone that has a question everyone's experience is unique um so we want to make sure that we are allowing people to speak their truth and we're being as inclusive as possible so we'll bring you up one by one we'll take turns um asking questions to our panel so if anyone does have a question you can hit the hand raise button and then what we'll do is we'll bring you on stage, you can ask your question, and then we'll cycle you back to the, the audience from there. Um, if there are no questions, um, I would be curious, because I don't see any hand raises yet, but I would be curious from our panel, are there other aspects 
to mental health, well, there's Andrew, but the, the question would be like, what sort of resources have you all found valuable for finding your own sort of balance as you deal with these things on a day-to-day -day basis? Is there anything that stands out to, to anyone in the group here? Uh, should we take Andrew first? Yeah, we can. Hey, okay. Andrew, welcome. Okay. Andrew. Hey, guys, it's so, so nice to meet you all. Uh, I know like some Yeah. Um, I've been listening for a while, so I actually wrote down some thoughts while you guys were talking. Um, as some of you guys may know, my, my background is actually in medicine. Um, so I'm not like a native to the crypto space, even though I've been following it closely for a lot of years. And imposter syndrome is actually something that's brought up very frequently in med school. And, um, you know, you, you wonder if you deserve to be there, whether you're cut out for the job. And I still struggle with this, even, you know, as a doctor today, but something somebody real, uh, told me that really rang, tr rang true was that you should really be constantly competing with only yourself, you know, whether you're at the top of the field or even not well known, uh, regardless, you know, what field you're in. And that there's always going to be somebody that's better than you in some form or another. And um, I think that's really okay. And it's cheesy as hell, but as you guys have mentioned before, you know, it's really that journey that's valuable. And it reminds me of this video of like a cotton candy spinner on the street that incorporated some dance and theatrics into, you know, making the cotton candy and something as simple as that. Like I, I basically saw that as like, you know, an, an art form that he, he worked on for many years. Um, so, you know, you're, you can develop your craft in like many, many different ways. It's about, you know, the time that you put into it. And going back a little bit to mental wellness, um, you know, from a medical, uh, I guess, standpoint, the depression and anxiety rates of teens and young adults in the last decade have been skyrocketing based on multiple research articles. And they largely, I, I'm not sure if you guys talked about this before. Sorry, I joined a little late. They largely attribute it to social media, actually. So, you know, when you look at social media, people only post a very biased and one-sided view into their lives, careers, and you know, emotional states. And honestly, uh, to be frank, I think it's it's a lot of bullshit. Um, the Reiki, like J838 mentioned, medi uh, meditation, yoga, I do think they help you accept your own faults or deficiencies and reflect, you know, so that you can accept what you can't change and then work on things that, you know, you can improve that matter to you. And kind of a, as a final point, sorry, none of these are actually questions. They're just kind of thoughts I had. Um, in terms of the NFT space, it's, I think it's struggling right now because of the massive influx of, of money, you know, at the end of the day, it's money, it's the FOMO. And I kind of hate that there are these gatekeepers, um, that determine who has value and who doesn't, um, because that kind of defeats the principles of blockchain where everything's decentralized. Um, so I just want to give you guys a shout out, you know, um, you guys are building a community, letting others become a part of something that's greater than, you know, themselves. And I really believe that that's how you kind of stay true to your core values and philosophies. And by having like this greater purpose, you know, it prevents against burnout and it like kind of, uh, prevents you from, um, I guess pursuing like less. I don't know. I don't want to say noble, but like, you know, you, you don't get too distracted by, by others, by money, by stuff like that. So yeah. Thank you guys for, for inviting me to speak. Thank you, Andrew. Thank, oh, man, you. thank awesome. you. What incredible perspective. 
Definitely. Yo, I, I kind of want to make a point about something that you brought up, Andrew, and that was the social media aspect and how it can be detrimental to mental health. I know, especially in like youth. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I wanted to say that I, I think that as artists, um, I mean, I'm sure other people would disagree with this, but in my opinion, I think that we have a responsibility to be extremely human, uh, especially on the internet, especially with these technological creations and stuff. I think it's very important to implement the human side um, and really just in uh, in your own way, like show your show your journey for the truth that it actually is. And um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, like all these influencers, you know, you, you only get like a small view into their luxurious lives, not even in, you know, NFT world or um, just in general, like when you look at these very famous celebrities and personalities, um, it's really just through like a, a small lens, you don't know what they're dealing with, they're just presenting you with, you know, what they want you to see. So I think that makes, um, you know, the general, you know, person looking at it like, it gives them a false sense of impression that that's what they should be trying to achieve when they themselves, the influencers, you know, may not be like as happy or as like fulfilled as they're talking about. Yeah. We actually touched upon this the very first uh, session that we had here uh, about like three or four Saturdays ago. Sorry, we were, sorry. We were talking. Oh, you're all good. Um, we were talking to the whole, whole group um, about Instagram versus Twitter. Um, so not necessarily something that you just pointed to, Andrew, but um, it was apparent that the vast majority of everyone that was on the panel at the time was obviously aware of the um, engagement difference between Twitter and Instagram, but we were all sort of just chatting about the fact of how curated the visuals or the experience is on Instagram. Like, are you telling your full truth? via your sort of Instagram personality? Or are you tailoring it in such a way that you want people to see maybe just the best moments? Definitely. Yeah, they have like uh, companies where you can basically do photo shoots in a fake airplane to make it seem like you're living like this ridiculously luxurious lifestyle. <laughs> it's all so curated, you know? So I, I try to stay away from, from that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I do think it's, it does contribute negatively to people who are kind of um, unaware and especially like impressionable youth. Hell yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy to say that I think that it's changing. I think that more and more people are implementing showing the reality of life and the up, ups and downs and not just trying to live in this fantasy. Um, I think it I think it really is changing and I'm excited for that. I think the blockchain helps with a certain amount of that as well because you mm -hmm. can you can see how well a drop did or you can see if the collector is actually collecting and you know it, it doesn't help everything but i think there's i think there's a certain amount of things that can that can help that just by the nature of being on the chain and i think i think uh i think andrew said it that community is going to be like the main way to combat it if we can can build up a community that really stands strong and and supports each other and is values authenticity i think we're going to be able to battle in anything that that comes in definitely definitely and i i think this that's the last kind of thing i'll say on it but i think that the the uprising of specifically creatives and artists and the type of people that usually are pursuing that type of work um 
I think them getting this extreme confidence and the correct value being put on them um, is going to be detrimental to changing a lot of things, I think. And that's that's really dope to see the power in, in creatives and artistry. This is my uh, final comment, but like, um, I do think blockchain, you know, definitely does help with this kind of stuff. Um, I guess my concern is that in the current space, there's a lot of, um, I guess, what people call gatekeepers into the NFT art world, which is a little bit concerning because, you know, art in general um, can be valued in very different ways, um, you know, and it's hard to put like a value on a piece. However, um, this past week, for some reason, there's been a lot of Twitter drama, a lot of like arguments between people. So I'm a little bit, you know, concerned that um, I guess major personalities may like kind of create this unhealthy dialogue. Um, we'll see how it goes, but you know, obviously, you know, it's all for the better in the end. Um, but I'm, I'm just like a little bit worried about this, like almost like centralized acceptance of what's considered good art and not good art. I think that it, I, I'm, I completely agree with what you're saying, but I, I think that it also really depends on where you're looking. Um, Cause if you look, you'll see the complete opposite and this complete lack of gatekeeping. And I hope that, <laughs> I hope that it keeps shifting to that for sure. Yeah, I think it depends on the community that you're part of. So, you know, that's why, you know, I kind of love what you guys are doing. Um, so thank you guys. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, Thank yeah. you, Andrew. I want to plug Andrew for uh, at the end of at the end of his question. He's got a talk going on tomorrow at what is it? Two Pacific, right, Andrew? Uh, One p.m. PST. One p.m. PST. About um, four artists. About well, I, I don't know. Go for it, Andrew. You, you can probably explain it. Um, oh yeah, sure. So I think uh, a lot of artists. I'm you know I'm not an artist. I'm not a collector. Um, I'm new to the space and, you know, um, I, I, I totally will admit that to anyone. Um, my goal, even though I've been following blockchain for years from like a more technical standpoint is because I created a project because I saw, you know, kind of some uh, concerns about the massive influx of copycat projects. So in order to help, I think, um, people not get taken advantage of tomorrow, we're hosting a talk about the basics of smart contracts. Um, what minting means, um, things to consider when you choose a marketplace to um, mint on. And then luckily Sparrow from Woka will also be there to talk about issues with secondary royalties and you know the challenges that spaces are, are facing in terms of those. So I do think it's useful for artists to at least have a very basic understanding of where their metadata is stored, what it means to mint a piece. And in that way, you know, if you have a basic understanding, uh, you're less likely to be taken advantage of by either marketplaces or other smart contracts for other people. So just like a very, you know, kind of basic intermediate talk about the technical details that go behind these, you know, amazing pieces that you create so that you can protect yourself. Amazing. That's awesome. Love oh, yeah. You. Well, uh, uh, can you uh, put your Twitter in the uh, what is oh, it? Yeah, for sure. in the chat? Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It'll be 1, 1 p.m. PST tomorrow if any of you guys can make it. Um, awesome. I think it'll be useful for, for a lot of creators because, um, you know, marketplaces have made it very easy to mint. 
So you don't necessarily need to know the details behind minting. However, those details are becoming more important nowadays that, you know, there's fees coming up, the discussion of secondary royalties, the discussion of whether your art is even on the blockchain. Um, so, you know, a basic understanding, I think, will, will help a lot of people make their future decisions. Love it. That's super valuable. So I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it, but I hope you guys all can. Go ahead and drop that link in the general chat, Andrew, and then we can, you can all take a look at it. Sure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew. I think we had Argo next. Hey. Um, what up? Hello, everybody. So I, I'm not really good Hi. at speaking, and I don't like talking to people in English. So, <laughs> but uh, you, you guys are awesome. Um, um, I spend a lot of time in the in the Foundation Discord and um, with a ton of small creators, and we've been kind of suffering a lot in this NFT world because you know we we don't sell a ton of art, uh, and and. You you see that a lot of people are very happy, extremely happy, which is kind of annoying even because everybody's happy. But when you start talking to them individually, you start seeing that they are really sad and they are really worried about you know NFTs or selling their work. And, and I think that that is something that is hurting the community as well. That people are hiding how they feel because it feels like to belong in the NFT space. You have to be happy. You have to be hyped about it. Uh, so I think it's important to have discussions like this, where you actually tell. Like it's incredibly, incredibly helpful to to hear bigger creators saying that they suffer from the same um, fears or the same problems as smaller creators. So I, I just wanted to say that I think that it, that's very important. Thanks so much, Argo. Yeah, I think I think that's. One of the main goals that we have, and Rai's doing a great job picking topics that he, he thinks that are that are really important and need to be talked about. And I know Malvita for sure thinks that this is important and has developed an entire discord and project around it. And so uh, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree too. It's really, uh, it's really true actually. Uh, and I feel like, yeah, it is important that you mentioned that because I feel like everyone's having a difficult time and we see that uh, uh, at Hill the Deal as well because uh, most of the time people, they jump in the support channel and they're just like, you know, this is this is so hard, like I, I'm, I'm getting anxious or um, uh, am I worthy, worthy enough? Or am I just like, everyone's freaking out. Uh, I, myself, I am freaking out. Um, and for example, I felt like, uh, I, I felt that myself, uh, when I had my drop, like, uh, last week and uh, when I had to, like, you know, <laughs> when you have drops, you are, you're always supposed to, to tweet and be like, Hey, that's great. Amazing. Uh, what the fuck? Yo, that was dope. Uh, but really inside, I wasn't feeling like, like that at all. And on the outside as well, uh, I was like completely devastated for a lot of reasons. Um, and I couldn't, I, I couldn't put it in, into words. And I felt like I, I've been open about that on, on my discord as well. Um, 
I put out a simple tweet saying like, hey, thank you for every, everyone who supported, but I, I, I didn't go that far and I wish I did, but at the same time, <laughs> there's like, I don't feel like Twitter is the place for me to just like vent about the fact that I am so disappointed in myself, et cetera, et cetera. But in the Discord, you know, it's more um, intimate and I feel like that's why these uh, spaces and platforms uh, as like chat groups, etc., are super important because you actually feel more connected and intimate. And I really believe that this is like what should be more implemented uh, into the community as like as we go and just like really try to um, guide people out of social media and more into those groups that are not curated but that are like <laughs> made by people for the people um and i feel like this is this might be where people will be able to actually start being more honest about what they're feeling and what they're really thinking about what they're going through and i i think that a lot of the feelings that the community has is because you know it's difficult to put a price on your art at the same time you're putting your value as a person in that price and sometimes you know if you're beginning as an artist even 0.1 eighth can be expensive because you are not known um but i think that there needs to be a separation between what's the business and what's art or what's your life as well because i i think that most people that are having difficulties as well it's not just because of the money it's also because they feel invisible because they are drowning in a sea full of talented talented artists so uh, you see like maybe nobody's looking at my art maybe nobody likes my art so i think it's also important that um to help in, in social networks retweeting or liking other people's artworks because that way you've you help them a little bit you see them like they they see how happy they get when somebody else says something good about their art so i i think that also helps yeah 100 percent. well thank you argo i really appreciate it um and it's good to hear your voice thank you it's always so fun just, to do this talk to hear people who you chat with all day just through text right <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's so nice. That's what yeah. I feel like. I, I'm actually really enjoying the chat, like chatting with you guys and just like getting to know everyone is like super, super important for me. And I feel like your community is like so, so great to be around. <laughs> so I'm super excited to have finally joined the Discord, you know. Um, yeah. It just takes me so much time to just like jump on these, but I'm actually really glad that we are able to have this conversation. Unfortunately, I, I'm gonna have to go right now, uh, but that was like an amazing chat and I'm so grateful to to know you guys and so, so grateful for you to, uh, you know, put this conversation up. And yeah, I'm really just happy in general that um, more and more discords and sub communities are starting to talk about mental health you know and i feel like that's super important I, I i'm just glad that it's not only about uh kill the deal anymore but it's like about like everyone like opening up about that so thank you guys i'm just really happy and 
yeah, I gotta go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I Don't be sorry. See... Thank you. <laughs> Don't. Thank you. I, I, I didn't see the time passing, and I'm so I'm so sad because I'm gonna miss the, like the yeah. J uh, meditation session. But... <laughs> it's okay. We'll connect okay. and whatnot. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him into Ilda Dill anyways. <laughs> hey, let's do it. I would love that. It was so nice I'm to have you, Matthew. I'm gonna steal him from you guys. Sorry. <laughs> do it. Do it. Oh. Thank you so so much. Thank and you, yeah, to everyone in the chat, thank you so so much for for coming in and just listening around. And yeah, thank you. Uh, I'll I'll just send all of the links uh, in the the links channel as well. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. It was great connecting thank you. with you. Yeah, totally. Take care. <laughs> all right. Bye. 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 Um, you got a bounce, dude? I do. Yeah. All right, man. Sorry, I want to. I want to stay for the rest, yeah. but I, um, I have my parents coming over, so I will catch you all later. Yeah. Thank Bye, you so orphan. much again. Peace, orphan. Later. Thanks for joining us. Bye, orphan. We'll see you, dude. Yeah, oh, I man. am also unfortunately. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so I sorry. I thought I was going to be ending at one like, too. My rides is uh, pulling oh, up right good. now. We're so appreciative you guys can make it. So all good, Dom. Hell yeah! Thank y'all. This this was amazing. I wish that I literally wish I could stay because I want to talk about this more and this is like so important to me. So please uh, do a part two of this, please. Yeah. Let's do it. I agree. Hell yeah! Because Hell yeah. I also have. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, I had this obligation to do a meditation, but I thought it was gonna end at like one thirty for some reason. It's all good, man. Yeah, don't sweat it. You guys drop off. We got. We can answer uh, some additional questions, and then we'll do another meditation. Yeah. We'll like schedule a meditation. How about yeah, that? Yeah, the part right, two. Bad. We'll do the bad, meditation bad, bad, there. Bad, bad. Yo, thanks, guys. All right, enjoy your day. We'll chat with you soon. Same, um, man. Argo, peace. peace, Dom. Argo, thank you for your questions. Uh, we're gonna jump to. I think it was Sasha was next. Um, so we'll jump. Yep. How you doing? Welcome. Yeah. Hi. Uh... <laughs> Hi, uh, yeah, I'm good, good, things. No, um, I don't know if it's um, very relevant. I just wanted to ask if uh, if there are some kind of creative activities that are, well, you know, there's in any art, there's the result, but there's also the process. So I just wanted to ask uh, artists, um, are you doing something that you're kind of, you know, when you are like sort of to have you don't have this pressure of having a nice result when you're just creating a piece and you kind of know you're not going to show it to anyone whatever if it will be great if it won't be great doesn't matter but it's just like somewhere where you're completely free of the pressure of having a nice result and something like balance when i don't know the, uh, um, getting a bit difficult with I don't know don't get recognition don't see when you don't see the yeah when you don't see um, the audience react to the results that you're producing but then you still can enjoy the process and that's 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 uh, I don't know that's something I wanted to ask about <laughs> sure yeah so it sounds as if if I'm understanding correctly the question is about what is a process that we have found individually where we're free of either societal pressures or, you know, just outside sort of impressions of our work. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Like maybe if, if I don't know, 
again, even if you create NFTs and as a digital artist, maybe uh, maybe somebody paints, maybe you sing, maybe you dance, but just something that it's you know on the difficult days when your creations are not finding uh, the I don't know the appreciation you would hope. Uh, then there's something else that you turn to, and it doesn't matter anymore. It's not about it's not about what you create in the end. It's not about I don't know the audience. It's about you feeling great doing it, and, and that's it. Mm, yeah, I love the question. I, I, it's probably going to be different for each one of us, right? Like I think we all find ways of, you know, finding that sort of therapeutic journey with either creation or just finding that sort of balance. I think for me personally, I I look to finding routine outside of creativity because routine then leads, for me, leads to better flow in creativity. And when I talk about flow, I mean deep flow, being able to focus on a single task for a long period of time or just being able to dive more deeply into that work and do it for myself. So. I'm not really great at this, but um, I have found that if I wake up or start my day with my phone and end my day with my phone, it generally leads to uh, a less effective workday. I'm more likely to be glued to my phone. Uh, I'm more likely to fall into the trap of notifications and my day just feels less balanced overall. And so I try to when possible, do some yoga in the morning or do running. That's my own sort of therapy. And that allows me to just think through things more clearly and escape from everything else. And it also that tends to be where I get a lot of ideas as well. When I'm removed from technology, it, it just so happens that I think more clearly. And then when it comes to the actual like release, I suppose it's, um, you know, either tinkering around with the iPad or I found um, you know, creativity elsewhere with shaping things with my hand. Uh, Ryan had even said earlier, like blacksmithing or woodwork, like doing woodwork or home improvements for me, like that hands-on activity is kind of where I find that release. Um, so I don't know if you're speaking to directly like the creative itself, but that's, that's kind of where I found my own outlets where I don't have to be judged by putting something out into the public and, uh, you know, I guess being vulnerable in that way. Thank you. Yes, yes. No, it's um, just, yeah, that's that's perfectly an answer to my question. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Um, and thank you for joining us, too. Um, I'm going to go around the room here. Uh, Maria, I think you were up next. Yes. Thank you for bringing me up. So um, I'm a big fan of a lot of the speakers today. So my nerves are kind of tweaking right now, but maybe it's a good thing they all just like peace out so I don't have to speak to them. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I'm someone who is very like far too self-aware. And I think like anyone who is deals with imposter sy syndrome, which you already spoke a lot about. Um, but my question was relating to medication and the stigma around that. I know this is like a really sensitive um, topic and a sensitive question, but I think it would be really beneficial for me to hear like some of your stories. I don't know if you are on any or anything, um, but it's like something I think about all the time. And I'm also like terrified to get a proper diagnosis um, with the stigma attached to it. But yeah, just if you could share your thoughts on that. 
So you're referring to the actual medications that might help people that are dealing with you know, certain anxieties or imposter syndrome, et cetera? Yes, like with um, like a diagnosis for like a certain mental illness, like if you're depressed or if you have anxiety or gotcha. any medications, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, like I'm not licensed and uh, other than Jay, um, who I believe was, uh, he's a mental health nurse. Um, you know, we can't, we can't necessarily make those recommendations. What we can do is we can point you to some resources. Um, there's some phone numbers and some websites that we've collected that we're going to post in the links channel later. So maybe that'll point you in the, the right direction. Um, and I know a lot of people, while they don't prescribe medication, um, a lot of people have found great benefits from talking to um, experts on BetterHelp or as well. So we can we can hopefully point you in the right direction. Andrew, I see your mic came off. Maybe you have some recommendations as well. Yeah, since you know I am licensed, um, not in psychiatry, but um, in surgery. However, I do have some background information regarding this. Um, you know, depression is actually I believe after constipation, the second most prevalent, actually, no, I think it's the single most prevalent uh, medical diagnosis across the United States at the very least. So um, I think the general recommendations from um, the mental health and the psychiatrist um, practice is to first definitely seek out a therapist to talk to, uh, a licensed therapist. So those um, are often covered by insurance and then a lot of people find that very helpful and then if that kind of first step um, is not as beneficial as needed then yes there are certain medications uh, with certain side effects depending on the medication and depending on uh, which mental illness you may have um, that are effective and um, that's something for you to discuss with um, uh, like a psychiatrist. I would recommend going to a psychiatrist as opposed to a psychologist um, because the psychiatrist is somebody who has a full medical license and can prescribe those kind of medications and also walk you through the pros and cons of each one. So um, I hope that's a little bit helpful for you. In terms of stigma as well, I think uh, in general, the stigma of mental illness has been uh, pretty bad in the past decade. However, recently, um, I think it is certainly improving significantly. Um, so it's not something that you're ever required to make public. Um, so that's your own protected health information and you can feel free to keep it private and discuss it only with people that you want to. Thank you for that. Um, I was kind of hoping that Malavita would stay on the stage because I know that she has um, like some information on it, but I'll definitely ask her about that in the future. But thank you um, for putting this platform and letting us speak about mental health because it's so important. Um, but yeah, thanks for having this conversation. Yeah, thanks for asking the question too. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen uh, Malavita has uh, a great set of resources too in, in her server. So um, if you don't already have the links, we'll post that as well. But uh, thank you, Maria. And Andrew, thank you too. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to have to make sure that you're included in the, the next round if we if we do another, another one of these. <laughs> no problem at all. Just happy to help. All right. Perfect. We'll keep moving around the room and then... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll close things out. So I think it's uh, Ninad, uh, I believe you were next in line. Did you have a question for us? Yeah, hi guys, I hope you all are doing well. I'm not gonna take too much time because I know it's kind of late. Um, so just to give a little context to what I'm about to ask, I'm actually in India right now. 
and the situation here is kind of bad like people are dying as we speak and the you know the medical situation is really terrible right now so for me when i come on twitter or i look at the crypto space it seems like a completely different world to me right because it's such a it's a digital like isolated space as compared to our offline world and now as people who are not 100% committed to the world of blockchain and crypto how do you navigate around maintaining a balance yeah that's my question it's a great question so how do we maintain a balance outside of the world of crypto or or with actually being deeply intertwined with crypto just like along with crypto right because uh there's a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives as well and this seems like a completely isolated world so yeah yeah i i would actually um i would love to to post some links to to help with uh, everything that's going on in india right now i know that there's been a lot of efforts uh within the artistic community um to donate so i think we'll, we're going to include that with our our links too so we can point people in the right direction but um in terms of balance um again i think this is probably different for everyone so i'll just speak on my own personal experiences and this is by no means a prescription for other folks in the room but um i do think that having these types of conversations and connecting with all of you um that has helped me it's helped in a lot of ways to provide some insights into the fact that a lot of us are experiencing similar things and i've also come out with um maybe some some habits that i could utilize to improve my own my own life so um it goes back to routine for me so i just want to make sure that every single day i'm trying not to fall into the same technical traps or you know using technology is for me a, a a place where i kind of break out of my routine and i get sucked into those dopamine hits that we have online and i personally have completely removed instagram and facebook from my phone and uh, i leave my phone far away at the end of the night so that that's not a thing that that distracts me and that that has provided better balance for me as well and has connected me to be more present during the day all right nanad thank you for the question Thank you so much guys I really appreciate it. Likewise man, thanks for being here. We're going to keep moving around the room. Uh Nile, I think is how you pronounce it, Nile Frank Thomas. How you doing? Test test. There you are. Uh, Welcome. I'm here. Well. <laughs> ladies and gents, I'm fucking shitting myself, so thank you. Um quite welcome. I <laughs> I deeply deeply uh respect everyone here uh and so many in this space and especially people that take the time and put in the effort to to put this type of thing on um i really appreciate it and i know so many people do um i don't have uh a question as such but as someone who has gone through you know some of the the deepest darkest places um and come out the other side i know it's possible uh and it's important to know that there's no such there's no such thing as just fine we all go through peaks and valleys of happy and sad and that's okay and that's okay 
um, with with regards to uh, the community aspect of things and and this this the possibility that it feels like you have to be positive and not beat um, I would say as hard as it is uh, don't force yourself to be something that you're not that aids the negative side of things my responsibility is to be honest for myself so if I'm feeling like shit I'm not going to tell you I love your work even though I do on a better day and if I'm feeling like shit, I might actually tweet that I'm feeling like shit. And it's, it's, it's my responsibility to be honest for myself, wherever I am. So I would, I would suggest for, I think it was, was it Maria? And I apologize, I'm fucking ranting on. Was it Maria? Was it Maria? That yeah, there was a, yep. Mentioned, you know, feeling like, you know, you have to kind of not be yourself on Twitter. And I, I would... If she's here, and even if not, and if this is beneficial for anyone, I would suggest that that is the absolute wrong thing to do. Be yourself. It's really important. As hard as it is, the good things in life are hard. And it is important to be yourself wherever you are for yourself, not for anyone else. Um, I also uh, written down... Uh, intent it is so so important to to do things with intent right? i intend to be happy i intend to be calm i intend to be positive and if i'm not in that place then i find things and do things even if it's just rest with the intention of being better when i am better and being okay with where you are with the intention of feeling and being better is freeing living with intent the intention to be happy and calm and positive um with with regards to the diagnosis thing i would absolutely suggest and say as someone who has been through diagnosis himself someone who has had a son born with a born with cancer knowing what it is is such a fucking relief because it gives us an understanding of what the next step is and choices so i would suggest not to be afraid of diagnosis it's scary before it's freeing after i promise i would also suggest keeping a journal with the intent of being honest to yourself and looking for for ways to to be better and for ways to communicate sometimes it's really really difficult because we have fleeting thoughts that come and go and come and go and we don't get them out it's really important for me anyway to keep an honest journal um, and then the last thing I, I apologize for taking up so much time this is so important to me though this all of this and more um and it, this may sound really simple but it is really powerful what makes you happy question mark 
write that at the top of the page and just start writing and do that. Do the things on there. Find time for them. Explore them. And always remember to, to remind people that you love, that you love them. Because if you don't and something happens, you will regret it. So that, that's all the stuff which I notes that I had and just some thoughts from based on what was what's been said and what I've heard and my experience. And I apologize for taking up so much time. No apologies necessary. That was beautifully candid and transparent. So thank you for, for sharing all of that with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to jump in and also thank you. Those were all really great notes. And honestly, I think you deserve a TED Talk for all of that. Um, <laughs> I agree. Thank you. It was poetic. I, I am, I want to, to say one last thing and, and I, I've, okay, I'll, I'll just say, I won't, I won't go into my, my, my English rant. Um, if anyone needs anything, anyone here just needs to fucking vent or talk. I've been through shit. We've all been through shit. I'm here. I'm one message away. Anytime. That's beautiful, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for making yourself Thanks available you. too. Uh, my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Perfect. All right. We're going to close the session out. Um, tough to top that one, but uh, Big Apollo, we're going to take your question and then we'll close down the room and then we'll collect some resources and links for everyone here and follow up with a notification for everyone in the server. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you you set me up with the uh, tough to follow that one. <laughs> so, so what's up, Late Night Crew? What's up, everyone who's here? This was What's an awesome up? talk. I, of course, there's lots of lots of good knowledge from everyone. Everyone's sharing good stuff. Um, but I kind of want to just take it back to, you know, the header of everything, which was mental health. And uh, I kind of just came off of a, I do like random 30 day challenges and just do stuff for 30 days. And my last 30 day challenge was just take time out and walk with my dog. And in the NFT space, I feel like everything is moving so fast. I probably aged a year and a month, but little time <laughs> out, just, you know, a little bit of fresh air, you know, surround yourself with the people that make you happy and enjoy the moment, you know. Um, I think everyone here, also, there, there's like a, uh, maybe a general rush for everyone to succeed immediately. And I don't know, this space is growing really, really fast. And I think everyone has their own time, their own pace. Like it's just keep putting yourself out there and it'll come back to you. Like it'll probably come back to you in good folds, like really, really fast. I've made tons of friends that I can name now. I'm not really a social media dude, but I joined Twitter and I can name like 10, 15 people now that I've made good connections with. And I think someone said it earlier, like buying art from people like makes you feel great. Like buying art from friends that you make connections makes you feel like going through the roof. So it's pretty crazy. But um, I don't know. I think everyone here should just be proud because we're kind of just generally early doing what we're doing and putting ourselves out there, whether it's art or music or mixed media, like creatives in general are now kind of ruling the space, which is awesome. Um, so like in general, I think everyone should just be hyped in themselves for being here and being available and doing everything. And there's kind of a notion that if my stuff doesn't sell, like 
oh, woe is me or what's going on. But, you know, if you got one like from someone, maybe they can't afford to buy it and they would love to. Maybe they come back and look at your piece like a hundred times a day. If you make one person happy, you know, like take it as a win, take small wins and just kind of keep going from there. Um, and then I'm just going to take it back again to the mental health. What do you guys do to put yourself in that creative headspace? Like when you're about to start creating, what do you guys like to do to like get the juices flowing? For me, I like to put on just a random music set, something that's got like a bunch of like an hour long music. I don't have to really pay attention to and just sit down and get to work, but I'll kind of leave it open to the floor. I know I said a lot, but much love to everyone here. And thanks for, you know, hosting this and making it cool for people like me. Bro, thank you. All the love back. What What the fuck? All, you guys are so positive and got, oh man, I love these perspectives. It's, uh, you know, the space in this community wouldn't be anything without the people here. So um, those were all incredible reminders too. And uh, they resonate with me as well. Baked Apollo, because I, I do the dog walks too. And I, I forgot to mention that. Like, that's like a highlight of my day, actually. It is the uh, best part. <laughs> it is so yeah thank thank you man um yeah the creative headspace like i would love to hear from everyone here as well i think it's a great way to wrap this up um yeah i turn on music too i but my thing is house music like i don't know why i think it's the bpms or something to that effect but um house music for me just gets me into a sort of trance and uh allows me to to sort of be where i need to be and i also i have to turn off notifications i have to have like do not disturb on this that and the other thing i need to make sure that like any distractions are sort of closed out because otherwise i don't get into a deep flow um and i think they they've even said like scientifically and someone can correct me if i'm wrong but scientifically i think it takes something like i, I forget if it's 21 minutes or 27 minutes to get back into focus after a distraction so that's incredibly important for me to make sure that there aren't those things that are breaking that focus so that I can get more and more deep into the work that I'm trying to do in front of me. So that that's kind of, I guess that would be my answer to to the prompt that you asked. That silence, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I can't, I can't stand distractions. I have to throw my phone away, but for some reason music just like lets it go. I'll, I'll listen to an EDM set like any day and just get to work just feels like you can it's almost like white noise it just like goes through you absolutely that's me too i'm i'm a walking person i like to to get up and walk around uh an ida and when something clicks and i get excited i'm running back to the pc you know that that's that's me i just stand up walk around an ida um unfortunately you know i've got three kids and and (laughs) i have to juggle those uh whilst creating so I don't I don't get the, the pleasure of no distractions unfortunately this is less related to I guess inspiring creativity but if you're like working on an art piece that maybe is um a little bit tedious like you have to draw out like pixels that you've already kind of uh, implemented or you have to do something technical that just requires kind of mindless time there's something called the pomodoro technique that kind of helps out with your efficiency to you yes I love this method. I use it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. There's, um, uh, what's it called? Getting things done GTD. Um, it's a methodology. I, I know that they cover Pomodoro as a sort of method of sort of jotting out how much work, um, is required, but that I would highly recommend the getting things done book as well. The, 
um, the methodologies that they go through have actually helped me sort of compartmentalize the day. And um, it's even, uh, what's his name? Jake Knapp, who used to work at Google, he wrote a book called Sprint. And uh, he had another book as well, I forget the name of it, but he talks about a front burner, a back burner and everything else. So thinking about what is the big task that you wanna get done today? What is the secondary task? That's the back burner. And then everything else is, you know, it's, it's less important, but it's still important in your life. So the way that I've utilized those um, tools has helped me get things accomplished throughout the day. And it wasn't until Andrew said that, that it, it reminded me that I've, I've used that stuff and it's, it's been insanely helpful for me. That's awesome. I'll check that out. Well, thank you everyone. I think we'll end it there. Big to Paolo. Thank you for that, that question at the end to sort of wrap this all up. Um, really appreciate our contributors, Ryan, thank you so much for being here, man. Andrew, you stuck with us for quite some time now. Thank you for your professional expertise. Um, and those answers as well. That was insanely helpful for us. And then to the rest of you for hanging in there, listening and everyone on stage that, you know, provided, um, you know, those insights too. That, that was brave of you to, to be so open and honest with us. So um, we hope this was valuable to everyone. We're going to be back here again next week, probably with a different topic. Um, if you have suggestions for topics, um, Watcher, thank you for the recommendation for, for music. Um, any recommendations at all as you guys come out of this these chats, um, we will try to incorporate to make these better every single week. So drop them in the general channel or just DM, DM me. Um, but thank you all so much. I hope everyone has a beautiful day and a great weekend.